Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. pieces of life together, looking through the lens of generational wisdom, popular culture, societal norms, and a happy dose of spirituality. We polish the pearls with the help of insightful, inspirational, creative, and entrepreneurial guests, and sometimes my parents. Just so you know, this show is for infotainment purposes, and even though I am a lawyer, please don't take what we say as gospel or legal advice. It's a show, people. But do enjoy, subscribe, leave a review, follow along in all that's going on with Mama's Pearls, as well as Mom Time Events, by subscribing to Sinful News, which you'll find over on my website, which is CynthiaLipman.com. Or you can always send me an, a line directly by email at mamaspearls at gmail.com. Okay, now let's get stringing. This month, has been whew, been kind of interesting. I'd say all of 2018 so far has kind of been an emotional roller coaster. It's been kind of morbid, for lack of a better term. And I found myself committing to a practice this February of self-love and care. And it's a month where, with Valentine's Day, we're kind of focusing on the outward expression of love. And this month I had to turn everything inward in order to even get to the space of feeling of feeling the love so I can extend the love. So at the root of it, I've been doing it's 28 days of self-love and care, which I actually skipped a day yesterday because I just needed to take a day. And I've been posting it on my Instagram account, which is at SimPearls. And it's been a really cool process. And I've been pretty good in general with my self-care and love practice, but this really made me stop at least once once during the day or multiple times a day if I was wrapping up my my um, message and really focus, like really turn my focus inward to kind of just stop, drop, and take a breath. And underneath that, and on the long tail of the exhale. I found myself in a space of kindness and being gentle with myself. And through the kindness is going to lead into our conversation today. Is it rusty with coming back to doing the radio show and, and podcast? 
but it's always been my favorite forum. So just doing the blog and the radio show has always been my favorite forum. And every time I commit to doing it, the creativity just opens up. And I have basically a string of about six to seven shows that I want to do in the next two months. So I'm excited to bring those to you. And it all started when I got an email in my inbox from a publicist asking, you know, maybe I want to interview PJ Palacio, who is the worldwide best-selling inspirational author of the book Wonder. Okay, like I'm going to say no. So the first time I heard of the book Wonder was actually through my former neighbor, whose son is a little bit older than my son, and he was reading it for um, middle school. And she just turned to me and she was like, Cynthia, oh my God, you have to read the book. So that was probably a couple years ago already. And the book's been out since 2012. And I found out through doing my research and preparing to talk to RJ, whose first name is Raquel, which I didn't know until like the second I was doing the interview, um, that she actually is a working mom. She's a graphic designer by trade. She's illustrated a ton of book covers and books. The book cover for Wonder was not done by her, but it was something that everyone immediately agreed to. And she was also a mom of two children. And she wrote this book at night between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m., okay, for about a year and a half. That was her routine. Kids, <laughs> more kids, put them to bed, hit the midnight oil. And for me, that's just so inspirational. It's also really cautions everybody who wants to burn the midnight oil to invoke a practice of self-love and care and kindness so you don't actually burn out, um, but you're able to string it through. And the story and the book was turned into a movie, which is now in its release on DVD and on demand. It stars Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson. And I was actually going to do a mom time movie event for it, which I often do for movies that I think are one, when I see the trailer, it gives me chills, but two, that I think that my community would really enjoy. And um, it turned out though, that my kids, had already been reading the book in class. One had it as part of their summer reading. The other was in a doing book clubs in her class. And every grade that's appropriate in age was already booked to go see the movie. And I remember riding around town that day and cruising up Main Street and just seeing droves of kids walking in single file from the school going down to the movie theater. And I thought, oh, my God, this is just the coolest thing ever. To be able to spark and inspire millions of people, she sold five million, over 5 million copies and counting worldwide. And not only to spark the kids, but it got the kids interested, reading, thinking, looking at the issue of bullying, and starting to make choosing kind a thing as well as taking the conversation to the parents and grandparents alike. So it's a multi-generational story that we can all just sit back and relate to. And honestly, watching the movie, just every single scene 
brought me to the brink of ugly crying. Like it just stopped. One more second in any scene and I would have just lost it in the movie theater. And I rewatched the movie again in prep for this and I reread the, the book again in prep for this. Um, I watched it with my daughter and the two of us were just glued. And it's amazing because you are just drawn into Augie Pullman's world and you are feeling every emotion he could possibly feel. And then you watch Julia Roberts, who brilliantly portrays Isabel, Augie's mom, and she just brilliantly captures every single possible emotion you can have as a mother wanting so bad for your child just to be okay. He's already set up behind the pack, and you just want him to be okay. And what's interesting is that this is all about an external physical, facial deformity that that Augie has, which sparks and triggers so many people around him. And on the inside, he's a brilliant child, well-adjusted, and actually ahead of his his peers. And the reason I feel that, that he's so successful and able to thrive, and he can let a lot of things roll off his back, is because he has such a wonderful support system in his family, in the school administrators and in the teachers around him that create a space of unconditional love for him and accept him for who he, who he is. So without further ado, I'm going to play the interview. We did do this as a previously recorded interview. And then I'm going to pop on after and just kind of dive in a little bit more and do a wrap up and tell you about some other cool things that are happening um, with Mom Time events and Mama's Pearls. The first one mainly being the next Mom Time Family Movie event will be for A Wrinkle in Time on Sunday, March 11th. And on March 1st, I'm going to be doing a live chat, kind of recapping my journey of the 28 days self-love and care. Okay, so let's see if I can get the technical stuff out of the way so you can enjoy hearing from the inspirational, best-selling author, R.J. Palacio. All righty. Hello. RJ. Hi. How are you? Oh, hi. This is so amazing. And um, I know you've been going back to back all day doing interviews and spreading the word of kindness about the movie Wonder and the book and the movement. So I'm so happy that you took the time today to, one, talk to different mom bloggers and influencers like myself and to just spread your message through us and hopefully out further into the community. And I just really want to thank you oh, for thank your you. time. No, thank you, so thank you for, for, I really, I, I actually love being able to talk to you guys. So thank you. It's amazing. And I know you've been going all day, so just, you know, want you to settle in. <laughs> sure. You're probably, probably <laughs> on overdrive. And I'm um, actually in a car at the moment, so uh, yes. <laughs> I am in overdrive, literally. <laughs> yeah, you are a mom on the move and on a mission. And yes. I just want to bring, you know, everything just into speed. You know, I'm Cynthia, my my blog nine, hello? and it's really about, hello? Yeah, I'm sorry, I, it dropped out for a second, but now I, I hear back. Okay. Okay, so my blog is Mama's Pearls, which is about um, spreading 
and spreading the lessons of general generational wisdom in this modern world and how that threads mm. through popular culture and societal norms and things that we're exposed to. Like how is a modern parent wow. supposed to decipher and filter all of this? And right. my life and then I host live events through mom time events, which is really about helping primarily moms, but also families, but primarily moms, mm-hmm. uh, carve their time and make time for themselves because we have to fill our own cup first. So, right. So coming from, you know, researching everything that you've done with this this book, which you started in 2000, which was released in 2012, and I understand you were writing it for about a year and a half before that, mm-hmm. at night, burning the midnight oil – because you have a day job and you are a mom, so you wrote it between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. Yeah. And just you tackling all of that and managing all of that to keep it, to keep it, all your engines going is so inspiring to women like me who are working and want to put out inspirational messages and want to raise kind kids as well as do our day job. So, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard nice being person. a mom, right? It's hard doing it all of a, it. It's, it. It is <laughs> the hardest job in the world. <laughs> it really and, is. And what it's I, also the most I gratifying, loved, but it's, yeah. And <clears throat> what I loved, um, you, know, you got so many pearls of wisdom just strung throughout this book. And one of them really struck me that, you know, from the book, but also that you carried over into your your interviews um, is how you said God was so busy that he created moms. And then you believe because moms are so busy, that's why he created teachers. Exactly. Um, And we are, it does take a village, and we are all in this together. And when something happens to our kids that's unkind, you know, like Mr. Tishman in the movie says, or in the book says also, there are two sides to every story. Mm -hmm. I I think that's kind of where I want to focus on with you is, is balancing out the, um, the good and the bad. Like is it, you can't really put a measure on it when something happens that affects someone. Like when you saw, the the little girl in the ice cream shop. <laughs> so I was hoping that we can just kind of dive in and talk a little bit about the two sides of the story. Well, I, I guess I, you know, having, uh, you know, I started writing Wonder uh, when my son, my older son was in middle school. And, and one of the things that I just kind of kept on seeing was, um, you know, there's a uh, almost a complacency that comes to parents when they see their kids doing well socially in middle school, um, you know, they, they, they tend to, I mean, I think there's a, there's an idea and, and I don't buy into this idea that middle school is a time when all kids will go through a mean phase, you know, and, and it's a tough time and it's a time when kids are not going to be kind to one another. And, and um, I just, I was mystified by that sense because I kind of got the idea from a lot of, again, good friends of mine that it was a time where, you know, we have to let kids be kids and we have to let them sort of discover things on their own. And, and my kid's doing fine socially, so I'm not going to, 
you know, I know there's some stuff going on in school, but, you know, my, my kid's doing okay. And, and I just kind of never really subscribed to that idea. I mean, I'm not a helicopter parent or anything like that, but I, I do think that we're not, we're, we're not in it just to parent our own kids. We kind of have to sort of look out for other kids too. And it's not mm-hmm. enough to sort of be complacent and think, oh, you know, my kid's doing fine socially and so I'm not going to really, you know, notice what's going on. I mean, if you see another kid that's struggling or you hear from your child about, you know, that, that kid that's not getting along with anyone or that is being picked on or is, is being bullied, you know, I feel like, you know, in, in that sense, we are all, you know, we are all in it together because it could be your kid, you know. It, it, so right. I think we have kind of an obligation to understand that everyone does have a story and, and, and we have to be open to hearing what that story is, not just as it pertains to our own children, but maybe meddling a little bit and kind of figuring out what's going on elsewhere because, you know, that kid in the class who, you know, no one is paying attention to, you might be the only thing between, you know, that kid having help or getting help or or not, you Mm -hmm. know? So, so, I mean, I kind of operate under that assumption that, that we all do have stories to tell and, and we have to kind of be open to um, listening to other people's stories, whether it, our kids are doing really well or whether our kids are the ones that are like, you know, being bullied or, you know, sometimes when our kids are the bullies, you know, it, it's, I think we just have to remember that um, we are all in it together. And th- that's what I try to write about. And that's what I try to speak mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And if we're living in an age where there is a shared responsibility to address this issue. And, you know, there's not a lot of talk about social media really in, in the book, but how do, you, how do you think that would have really changed the shape for, for Augie? I, it's funny because when I wrote the book, um, you know, social media wasn't that big, you know, and, and certainly the whole idea of like, you know, bullying on social media and all of that had not been become so prevalent. Um, and things have changed since the publication of the book, certainly in the last six years. I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think what social media does, it, it, it amplifies um, <clears throat> the very things that kids struggle with in school. It amplifies, um, you know, the the kids that feel popular feel more popular because, you know, they have now, you know, 50 likes or whatever. The kids that feel like they're out of the loop or that they're not sort of fitting in socially or who don't feel like they're in the popular group are, you know, they feel that a hundred times more on social media because, you know, it just, it, it, I think it just amplifies and magnifies everything that they experience in school, but it does it in a way that's, you know, 24 seven now. I mean, like, you know, it's not enough to be the unpopular kid from nine to three o'clock. Now you go home and, you know, you're on social media or Snapchat or whatever. And you, it's kind of, you know, it's drilled into you that yet again, you're, you're sort of out of a loop or you're not on a group chat or whatever. So, um, you know, these are all things that I think, um, I I think we have to take a careful look at as parents, as educators, as teachers, and, and again, try to maybe apply that. It takes a village philosophy and, and Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, remember that, so much of parenting is about community and it's about friendships between moms and having those conversations, you know, that might be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, You know, I I noticed that you're, you know, I noticed that uh, X is, uh, you know, he's maybe having a hard time. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've heard, you know, through the grapevine that maybe, you know, you you might want to ask him about uh, what's going on in art class, you know, things like that. I think 
sometimes it's uncomfortable to have these conversations, but we, we really need to and, and not be afraid of them. Absolutely. Hey, this is a, Amy jumping in. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, you have time for about one more question. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so, you know, there's a detachment that comes from the social media aspect without having to look in somebody's eyes when you're saying something and registering right. that response, you know, which is something that you yep. see Augie's face, you know, you read it and you're feeling it, the emotional undercurrent throughout the book and you're seeing it in the movie, just, you know, what he's going through. And the character that I relate most to was obviously, you know, Isabel, played by Julia Roberts, which I thought she was yeah, just magnificently portrayed every single emotion you could ever feel as a mom in her position. And yeah. there's something about wanting to, that you mentioned about wanting to um, parents and especially moms only let them see what, let their kids see what they want and really try mm-hmm. to shelter them, but they're really carrying all of these fears because they know from having gone through it, and I know from having gone through middle school and high school, what lies, what meanness can lie lie ahead of of a kid like that, or anyone mm-hmm. really. And um, the emotional sensitivities that we have, you know, this is something that I I, I kind of feel um, very strongly about that it goes both ways. Like if we can't just as a community finger point against the, the kid who bullied because that he has to be dealt with too in a way that's kind. Right. So right. how do we exactly. take a comprehensive approach to kindness that, that really helps shift the entire, um, you know, and a situation that could spiral out of control and we get caught in the name calling and social media and gets blown up. How do we shift that? those issues and those um, confrontations forward? It's, it's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard because I know that there's a, a lot of well-meaning people who try to and want to mandate kindness in schools and want to sort of make it um, sort of a, a, a rigorous curriculum-focused, um, you know, thing. And, and it's, it, that's nice in theory, but I, I think the whole idea of kindness and, and why it's such a, a tricky thing is that, it's something that really to engender kindness is to inspire it in other people. You know, you can tell stories, you can, you can get kids to want to choose to be kind, but it's that choice that makes it so amazing. You know, when a, when a, mm-hmm. when a kid chooses to be kind, when a kid chooses to sit with that kid in, in class that nobody else wants to sit with, I mean, that's, that's where the magic happens. Um, mm-hmm. If you force the kid to sit next to the kid, you know, in the name of kindness, that's, you know, that in a way that's, um, that's not great either, even though it's well-meaning. Right. And, and so, um, you know, I think kindness is one of those things that it's a, it's a nuanced, um, it's a, we have to have a nuanced approach to it, whether, it, and the same with bullying as well, because, you know, we, we also have to be careful not to call everything bullying. Um, you know, right. otherwise it, the real bullying sort of loses some of its, uh, you know, what it is, you know, and we have to keep the power in these words um, by not overusing them for whatever. So, so I think kindness, I think one of the ways that we can try to um, inspire kindness in kids is first of all, being kind to ourselves. You know, I really believe in the the philosophy that kids learn what they live. And uh, you know, if they see you being unkind to waiters uh, or, you know, cashiers, you know, they're, they're going to imbibe that, you know, and, and, and that same respect, I think if we can inspire them through storytelling, through, you know, sharing uh, books and, and stories um, 
that emphasize, without being too dogmatic about it, but that emphasize kindness and sort of the um, the power of kindness to really empower a person, you know, because the, the thing about kindness is it's so empowering. And, mm-hmm. and kids, you know, when they practice kindness, they feel empowered, like, oh, my goodness, I did this good thing for someone else, and I feel really good, and I feel powerful. You know, I just made this person stay. It's a great feeling, and if you can kind of get kids to to, to – to like that feeling and, and know what it's like, they'll want to practice it for the rest of their lives. You know, there's no going back. Once you sort of understand how wonderful kindness is and how wonderful kindness makes you feel, you know, you carry that with you forever. Right. And to like that as a natural approach, you know, instead of having to feel it, it has to be acknowledged. Or right. Exactly. Just to operate that naturally. So right. I know at a rush off, but I have one more quick question, and that is, what is the best piece of advice or precept or pearl that your mama gave you? Um, you know, my that poem, Children Learn What They Live, that yeah. was on my refrigerator door when I was growing up. And I know that my mother... Um, that my that my mother really believed in that, and she, uh, you know, that children really do learn what they live. So I would say that's the best advice my mother gave me. My mother also is the one who told me that I was going to grow up and be a writer, and she totally believed in mm-hmm. me. I mean, my mother was mm-hmm. all about unconditional love, and um, you know, I could do no wrong in her eyes. So uh, you know, there's so many things I can say about my own mom, but um, she was just like the most awesome person in the whole world. Much like Isabel. <laughs> Much, Much like, like Isabel, exactly. Her parenting style is just like my mother's. I mean, Isabel, oh. you know, it's pretty much me in a lot of ways, but I'm, I'm, I like to think that I'm, I take after my mom. So, yeah. Unlike Julian's mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. We've all known a Julian's mom or two. Yeah. Yeah, who leaves me with a ton of other questions, but um, you know, we'll leave that for another time. And okay. thank you again so much for for writing this book and for inspiring you. millions of kids, parents and grandparents across across the globe. It's just it's just such thank a phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank I you really so appreciate much. it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, we're <laughs> I mean, she's just so amazing. Can you tell I was a bit starstruck? I have one question for you in 27 pods. I love talking to her. I have I only had like a small window of time to dig in and try to extract the pearls that I felt were um, not really shared in a lot of the other information that she has on her website and through the national kindness um, movement and campaigns that's out there. So if you want to dig in a little bit deeper with RJ Palazzo, you should go head over to her website. And I tried to capture um, a little bit of this as well as a personal story that's akin to her story with her kids in the ice cream shop that actually happened to me and something that I did that was unkind, which I'm not proud of. Um, It happened when I was very young, and I share that over on the Mama's Pearls blog, Cruel to be Kind, question mark. So ultimately... Wrapping this all up, and what we have is leaving with the quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer, which he quotes in the book, and I believe in the movie. If you have a choice between between being right or being kind, be kind. 
not always as easy as it seems. I just want to take a minute to thank you, RJ Palacio, again for joining us on Mama's Pearls and for inspiring the world to choose kind. I will see you guys at the movies on March 11th for a Wrinkle in Time family movie event. And I will see you on March 1st to have a beautiful, wonderful conversation about self-love and care. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to each other. Love your family. Hug them tight and enjoy this, this time with them. Thank you, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.